Have you ever met someone and immediately been drawn to their magnetic personality? Well, this is exactly what happened the day I met Justin Wilton. Justin is one of my former students, and he is also the next guest on Speaking of Love. He will cover a variety of topics, including love, relationships, family, education, health, and so much more. This is one episode you don't want to miss. Please join us this Friday at 12 o'clock noon via Facebook Live. We hope to see you there. Okay, Justin, good morning. Well, it's afternoon now. Good afternoon, Justin. How are you today? Good afternoon. I'm great. I'm hot and I feel great. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to Speaking of Love, the podcast. I am super excited to be here today. This is my 11th episode. For those of you who don't know, I'll introduce myself. My name is LaToya Sanders, and I am the producer and the host of this podcast show. I started this show to honor the memory of my father, Herman McAlpin. He committed suicide back uh, March 2nd of this year, and I wanted to do something special for him to honor him and the legacy that he left behind. My father was a radio TV broadcast engineer for many years, and he had a radio show here in Detroit called Speaking of Sports. Well, of course, my show is named after his show, but only mine is called Speaking of Love. So my aim, my mission, and my purpose is to raise awareness for suicide awareness. However, every show will not be about suicide. It's going to also be about spreading love. And that's what we're here to do today. We're here to talk about life. We're here to promote love. And with us today is one of my former students. This young man here is a phenomenal young man. He's incredible. (laughs) I remember the first day I met him, I had to interview him and his brother and his mom and dad for enrollment entrance into the school where I was working. And from the moment I met him, I just fell in love with him, his personality. He comes from a great family and I just, I'm super excited to have him here. So please everyone help me welcome Justin Wilton to Speaking of Love. (laughs) Hi, Justin. Hey, hey, thank you very much for having me here. Thank you so much for being here and for the audience who's watching, you may hear me refer to him as my baby because all of my students over the years were my babies and I don't care how old he gets, he will always be my baby. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) So we're here today to talk to my baby. So you are, how old are you now, Justin? Ma'am, I'm 20. 20 years old. Oh my goodness. And you are living your life to the fullest at the University (laughs) of Michigan, right? (laughs) Absolutely. No other option. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your educational journey leading up to U of M. Yeah. So, I mean, as you know, uh, I was a student at Michigan Math and Science for a long time, for a number of years, since about middle school. Um, And just throughout middle school and high school, I always wanted to like set myself up the best that I can through education, you know? Uh, it was a lot, it was easy sometimes, it was hard at other times, you know what I'm saying? It definitely wasn't something that came quickly. Um, and just throughout the years, I just found myself uh, just trying to do more and more, you know? I mean, yeah, I would get good grades, you know, but then I would try to, I don't know, do a science fair or something or like do a competition or just anything, anything that I felt could really uh, make me a better candidate, okay? Because I'm a first generation college student, neither of my parents went to a university. And so I didn't really know how to do that other than doing my best. 
best. And so, I mean, the years at MMSA uh, were phenomenal and I was always trying to do that best that I could do. Um, and then senior year came around and I mean, up like while I was still applying, I was like, you know what? I still might go to a community college and I had no problem with that whatsoever because I believe that's a stepping stone that you could work your way up. Um, but I ended up starting to getting into some colleges and universities and uh, it was great. It was, ex it was exciting. Um, but then I found out that like, okay, wait, but financial aid is still like a little bit of an issue for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and some schools like offered me some good packages that really helped out and addressed the need that I had, but still not in a way that I felt was possible up until I got into the University of Michigan. Um, and for context, I grew up a state fan, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so that, that was kind of interesting, but I was on my way home from a school basketball game one night. Uh, and all of a sudden I got an email saying that you have been admitted to the University of Michigan uh, with a full ride or full tuition scholarship. And I saw that and I was just like, oh, that's crazy. Cause I had my phone out cause I was in the back. And my dad was like, what? I was like, I kind of got into Michigan. And he almost crashed. No, I'm playing. Uh, but like, he was like, he was like, he was like, that's great, you know? And uh, I mean, from that point on, like, that was really a date that changed my life. And I mean, I'm two years into it now. Uh, but that truly is a day that I will like always cherish and remember. And I'm extremely grateful for it. Wow, so. that's wonderful, Justin. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less from you. What are your career goals? What are you studying right now at U of M? Oh, man, Miss Sanders, I'm crazy. Let me tell you why. So <laughs> I got in uh, originally to the School of Literature, Sciences and the Arts. Um, but then I had applied to the business school. OK, um, and so I ended up getting into the Ross School of Business, uh, which was really cool. And that was like as a freshman admin. So that was something I was extremely grateful for. Um, and so my freshman year, I started and I was like, oh, I'm about to just dive into the realm of business, something I never knew about before, something I had no experience in or background in. And I was really excited. I was really excited. But then after my first semester, I was like, wait, I've been given the opportunity to study at a great university for four years and I want to make the most of it. And so I was like, well, what might that look like? And so all of a sudden, it just dawned on me after a conversation with a really good friend of mine. I was like, you know what, maybe I should try to get two degrees out of these four years out of my time here. Um, and I was like, I, I said to myself, I was like, no, that's crazy. Don't do that. But I was like, why not? Like I had this internal dialogue that really took a matter of weeks, maybe. No, I wasn't talking to myself in the mirror, but I was really trying to work through it in my head. And I ended up targeting around Christmas break, uh, the School of Information at Michigan as well. And so from that point on, I said, you know what, I'm going to do all the prerequisites and shoot my shot at getting in. Uh, and this past March, I ended up finding out that I got into the School of Information as well. So I'm a double degree student studying business and information. Um, and it's great. I love it. I think where I'm trying to go with it uh, is maybe something to get a certificate uh, in public accounting. Not that I want to necessarily be in accounting, but that is a credential that I think validates that I have a firm understanding of how businesses work. Um, and then from there, I mean, I don't, I just am still, I'm still trying to drive towards law school, you know, and that is like the end goal right there. But wow. that is years in the making still. All that is to say is that right now, I'm very grateful to be in a great spot. Um, I couldn't have done it without people like you and MMSA. Uh, and I don't know, I don't wanna, I don't wanna miss any opportunities that I can take. So thanks for asking. 
So Justin, there are a lot of people who look up to you. And even and I look up to you, even though I'm old enough to be your mother. Actually, my daughter, you and my daughter, Crystal, you guys have had a lot of classes together. You're the same age. So I'm old enough to be your mom. But in, <laughs> but but in reality, I look up to you. I really do. You are amazing. And I just want to know what kind of advice do you give to people who are younger than you that are looking up to you? What kind of solid advice would you give a youngster who's maybe trying to find their way and headed off into college, going into their freshman year? What advice would you give them? Yeah, well, absolutely. I think first off on that for a while, um, I really neglected the fact that people do look up to me for other reasons than my height. You know what I'm saying? I'm like six foot two and like, <laughs> okay, that's why. No, I'm playing. Um, but like, no, it's really been the last, I mean, I've always, I've always recognized that like, yeah, I can like help people out. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's always been great and extremely humbling to me because I often feel who am I to be bestowing advice on people and try to help other people out. Um, but really the last couple of years, it's been something that I've kind of just come to terms with and uh, humbly accepted in a way. And I think my main thing to a lot of young people that I talk to, because I keep in touch with people from MMSA, I keep in touch uh, with people that I just meet all of a sudden and they're like, hey, can I talk to you about this sometime? And I'm like, absolutely. My main advice really is to if you lack vision, um, if you don't know where you necessarily want to go, pick a direction and start moving. Um, really start doing your very best to do it. I mean, if we get into specifics, I'm a big believer in education and how it can enable us. Uh, obviously, we can't, I came from MMSA and that's a school where, uh, I mean, I do believe that dreams can come true. You know what I'm saying? It offers students the opportunity uh, to do their very best. And I think that's just really my core piece of advice is look in all that you do always try to do your best and nothing less um mm -hmm. i mean you're going to make mistakes you're going to fail at some things that you don't want to fail at you know uh but ultimately i mean that's what makes us human that's uh what keeps us going is that when we fall we get back up and i think it's very easy and understandable and extremely valid to not want to get back up after you fall and hurt yourself but uh those that keep pushing those I found that when you continue to pursue, uh, when you continue to pursue your goals, when you continue to pursue whatever you want to see yourself in life be, um, that's where you really make it happen. And that's really the foundation that a lot of my advice stems from. For college, uh, for incoming college students, you're going to enter a period of time where you're learning about yourself or you're learning about the world. And it's going to be great and phenomenal if you choose to make it so. And I think everybody has that power to do so. Um, and for high school students that don't know about college like that or don't know what it even means to graduate and be in the world, I mean, my main piece of advice to them uh, is to once again, just pick a road that you want to go down and that you're willing to do the work for and start doing it. That might change. You might turn, you might change directions. But the key is that you're going to be at a point to where you could already look back and say, you know what, I've already been doing this for a while. Now I'm going to choose to do something else. And I'm going to be the key word there is doing it. You know, it's not always easy. There's obstacles. But a lot of my advice stems from that. Okay, very good advice. Very good advice. Justin, I know you probably don't have a lot of time on your hands to do reading, uh, but what's the best book you've ever read? Oh, man, I think that I think that I'm very happy that you put that out there. Um, and I've been thinking about this for a while because I've been wanting to read a book. I think the best book that I've ever read, read um, I think was The Last Lecture. It was a book that we read. Yes, yes. It, was a, it was a book that we read in senior year of high school. 
Uh, and our English teacher, Ms. Bowens, was very excited about it, you know. Um, and she was phenomenal. And the book was even more phenomenal. You know, it was something that was very valuable to me. Uh, the context of the book is you have a college professor, he's diagnosed with cancer, and he knows that he has a short time, you know what I'm saying? And so he basically embarks on this journey uh, to just make the most of the time that he has left. Um, and I mean, that consisted of doing things that he never thought he would do or thought that he would get to do later. Uh, but I think at its core, it really had to do with, once again, making the most of the time that you have. He knew his timetable, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that was something that he chose to be very intentional about. But I think for a lot of us, I think that that idea that we have that our days are numbered on this earth, you know what I'm saying, on this side of heaven. I think that's something that evades us oftentimes that we don't like to think about. And it's of not course. something that, it's not something that I think we should be scared of. I think it's something that really should, we should use as something that enables us um, to once again, make the most of the time that we have here. And that was just a very impactful book for me. I enjoyed reading it. Uh, it's a book that I find myself looking at time and time again. Um, so yeah, no, I don't do much reading. And I think sometimes it's because there's a lot to learn, but sure. I can learn through the context of that book. Of course. Yeah, that was a very, very good book. I think he had, uh, I don't know if it was colon cancer or no, it was, I'm sorry, it was pancreatic cancer. And he had a very short time to live. And he did what uh, the book called the last lecture. I actually have the book and I've read it. And it is a beautiful book and it helps you put things in perspective in terms of life and not taking anything for granted. Any advice that he had inside of him that he wanted to reveal to his staff, his students, he did that in the book. So that that is a very impactful book. So I'm, I'm very happy to hear that that was one of your favorites because I enjoyed reading it as well. So I can definitely connect in that way. So Justin- Absolutely. Tell me, what's your favorite movie and why? Okay, all right. This is going to be a little bit, I can't even lie, this is going to be a little bit nerdy, but everybody I know would call me a liar if I said anything different. Uh, <laughs> I, I am a fan of the whole like Star Wars universe. I'm not going to lie. They just construct a huge entire galaxy, you know, um, and they just dive so deeply into it. I think if you want a little bit more of an inspirational movie, I've always been a fan of Remember the Titans, you know, uh, but I, everybody, everybody I know would call me a liar. And I'm not a fan of science fiction. I'm not a fan of really anything else in that area. Uh, it's either personally like a Star Wars franchise or whatever, or Remember the Titans, because I'm a sporty guy too. So. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Justin, you know, I tell you guys all the time, I love you. You're my babies. How do you define love? Oh, man. I, so this is going to be very upper, upper level and I'm a, I'm a Christian. And so this really defines my foundation of it. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'd say my definition for love is nothing less than what we see Christ do. You know, I mean, according to the Bible, you've got a man uh, who was fully God and fully man, and he came to earth um, to just basically save us from uh, save us from ourselves in a way. And long story short, he sacrificed everything for us. And so if you want a one word definition of what love is, uh, I would say it's sacrifice. You know, we sacrifice our time, we sacrifice our comfort, um, we sacrifice things that we want uh, for somebody or something else. Um, and so I think there's a lot of good definitions of love out there, but I try to keep it as simple as possible. I say love is sacrifice, nothing short than what Christ did for us, at least quoting the scripture. So. Wonderful. Well, speaking of Christ, Justin, tell me a little bit about your faith and your belief in God. Yeah, I think that's great. 
Um, thank you for asking. And I think, I mean, it's definitely started off at the home for me. Um, I mean, I had parents who uh, really wanted to just instill in me good values, you know, values that I could take on throughout life. Um, but it's definitely not something that I got solely from my parents. You know, that was something that it was something I was exposed to. And uh, when I was growing up, and especially in my teenage years, it was something that I made the choice to believe, you know what I'm saying? I made the choice to make it a part of my life. Uh, there's definitely situations where uh, people might, and this goes across faith and across cultures, um, but they don't always uh, feel like they've made the choice for themselves, you know what I'm saying? And that's something that's extremely valid and that's something that happens. But for me, it's something that I was exposed to and I became more and more curious about and uh, ultimately, it's something where I chose to say, you know what, I think this is real. This is something that I want to have. I want to have that relationship with Christ that I've heard so much about and that I've heard like does stand true in the face of all types of objections. Uh, and that was really, that's really the thing that's been the most definitive characteristic of the things that have happened in my life, whether it's been great, whether it's been rough. Uh, it's been my faith that's brought me through and the power in it comes just through the choice that I made to recognize that, look, there's a greater being that wants a relationship with me. I don't see it as a religion. It's not a code of conduct that I'm supposed to live by. I don't have requirements that I'm supposed to meet. Um, it's that there's a relationship that something far greater than me desires to have with me. Mm -hmm. And that informs so many ways that I try to live my life, if not all of them. You know, Justin, you definitely uh, talk, the talk that you're giving is definitely true. You're not just a person who talks about it. You actually exhibit these characteristics in your everyday life. One example of it, I know for sure, is I believe it was eighth grade when you guys, when your eighth grade class graduated off and going into high school, <laughs> you, you hand wrote a letter to every student, every single student in your eighth grade class, you wrote a handwritten letter personalized to each and every one, offering them love, offering them hope, telling them to keep their faith because we're going into high school. We're going to need to lean more on God. You, you just, you're amazing. And you wrote <laughs> that letter. My daughter was in your class and she still has that letter to this day. So Not Justin- crazy your your legacy will live on forever i mean you are just an amazing young man i can't <laughs> say, express it enough and i've known that you were destined for greatness from the first time that i met you and your family and speaking of family tell me about your family life and your fun traditions with your family absolutely well thank you for all of that first of all i mean that's the type of encouragement that enables just the way that i try to live and i think it's important to uh, I'm a big on encouragement and I think it's just extremely important to continue that, keep that same energy with everybody in all areas of life, whatever they might be doing. Um, and I think I see that with my family, really, uh, because I mean, my family has been through some hard times, you know, but through it all, like we've been able to stick together and just get through it, you know? Now, are uh, you, tell us about, are you, now I know you have a brother, T talk to us about your brother and your mom and dad. Like, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, my brother, he's uh, three years younger than me. Um, and I mean, I got a lot of love for that kid, man. I got a lot of love for that kid. I mean, he's goofy. Uh, if you've ever, if you've ever seen him laugh, I mean, it's just like, I, I'm, people say that maybe my smile might fill the room with other smiles, but Vince's laugh, like my brother's laughing. He laughs, like everybody starts laughing. It's phenomenal. Yes. It's just like totally not a care in the world other than what is entertaining him at the moment. I mean, it's beautiful. 
Um, I mean, my mom and my (laughs) absolutely. Uh, My mom and my dad have been married for uh, wow. Maybe I should know this. I don't know. A couple of decades at this point. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I should I should probably have that number down. But sometimes I forget how old I am. So maybe that clears it up a bit. Uh, But they've been married for a good number of years. And uh, my dad is disabled. He has a neuropathy. Um, and that's really informed a lot of the ways that like he's raised our my brother and I, because even if uh, a neuropathy or something doesn't physically happen to our body, something can always happen in life that might uh, that you might not anticipate. And whatever that might be, um, it's really helped him and my mom raise me. It's really been the perspective that him and my mom have raised my brother and I to always make sure that you do your very best to set yourself up for any situation that might come. Um, and so I think really the defining characteristic of my family has been that we endure, you know what I'm saying? And just that, that very endurance that we've been able to do through God's grace alone, uh, has been something that like keeps us going. I mean, tradition wise, we enjoy, we enjoy watching TV, you know, we enjoy binge watching series. Um, and that's (laughs) always fun. Uh, we enjoy, I don't know there for a long time, I have the neuropathy as well, but it's not as progressive as my father. Um, and so every summer, uh, we would go to a muscular dystrophy camp, okay, because that's what I have. Um, and it's just where a bunch of children and stuff with muscular dystrophy kind of come together and have a week where they're just normal. Um, and so that's always kind of been fun for us. Uh, they just have enjoyed walking, uh, walking or watching me go there every year and coming back with all these great stories. Um, and like just doing life with everybody there as well throughout the years. It's been great. So. You know, Justin, you you and your family have a very special place in my heart. I remember as a single woman, I was a single mom and I had a daughter and I had saved up so much money over the years because I wanted to buy my own home. Um, as you know, my daughter, Crystal, and I, we lived in an apartment for many, many years. And so I saved up my money. I finally got my own home. And about a month after moving into my new home, my basement flooded, like the sewer drain backed up in my basement. And I had a, um, the basement is completely finished. I had a nice library in the basement and the library with all my books was the room that sustained the most water damage. And I remember Justin, your father, even though he has a disability, your father, your mother, you and your brother Vince, you all came to my home to help me when my basement flooded. And I will never, ever, ever forget that. And I thank you all so much for being here and just helping me in that situation because here I was, I was alone, I was afraid. I wasn't married at that time and I didn't know what to do. And your dad came over here and just took over. Like, let me see how I can fix this problem. And it was a big disaster. And I just, I think about that all the time and I just can't thank you all enough for being there for me. And that's an example of the type of family you have and you have carried that tradition on in your everyday life with who you are. So thank you. Absolutely, it was our pleasure to help you in the time of need that you had. (laughs) And I was definitely in need. I think I was probably freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a a fun fact for you right now, Justin. Let's say, say for example, we're getting ready to go into a three-month quarantine but you can only take three snacks with you into the three month quarantine. What three snacks would you take with you? So I'm a very simple man, Miss Sanders. <laughs> peanut butter, peanut butter, jelly, and bread. I'm good. 
I'm set. If you want to count that as one and say peanut butter and jellies, maybe that's fair. Then I, I guess I'll throw in, I guess I'll throw in some milk. I mean, really, I can't think of anything else to be honest, like peanut butter, jelly and bread. I Everybody who knows me knows that's true. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. I, I've never gotten an answer like that before, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What kind of bread? Oh, see, I, I flip flop sometimes. I love wheat bread. Uh, I like white bread. I think I like wheat bread better though. Um, and then I, I'm a simple man. I'm not going to hold you up. Like the 88 cent Aldi bread. We're good. We're set. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't complain. So however, peanut butter, Jiffers and Jeff and Smuckers, those are top tier in my book. Is that so. grape jelly or strawberry jelly? Ooh, see, I am a <laughs> strawberry man. Like okay. I eat a lot of grape juice, but strawberry, that's the one. Aww. <laughs> Justin, you are definitely on the path to success. You are just finishing up your sophomore year at the University of Michigan. What legacy do you want to leave behind when the pages of your life have been reviewed? What do you want to be remembered for? Man, I think that's such a crazy question, like just getting it as a 20 year old, you know what I'm saying? And it's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal thing to think about. I think and I hope to live long and old, you know, but I mean, I'm content with whenever my time is, you know, and I think my, I think I just want my I want people to understand that, like, yeah, you guys are loved. You know what I'm saying? Love so much so that uh, I mean, ultimately, like somebody much greater than us, like God sent his son to die for us. But even more so that God does like try to enable us to do whatever we want in life, provided that it's the best for us, you know, Uh yeah, I, I want Christ to be my legacy. I mean, maybe that sounds a little bit, I don't know, cliche, maybe no, not cliche, okay. but that's, yeah. that's ultimately what I want. I want people to know that they're loved. I want people to know that they're loved by me and loved by something far greater than me. You feel me? Aww. So is there anything else you want our audience to know about you? I know you're, you have dove into the art of poetry and you're, <laughs> going, you're going to recite a poem here for us that you've written your, for yourself. But before we get into the poem, is there anything else you want our audience to know about you? Mm, I think the main thing, I think the main thing that I love when people know about me um, is that I just like, I just like serving, you know what I'm saying? And I think it's something that uh, I say that because it's something that really has become extremely fulfilling for me. I think it's so easy to kind of pursue our own things, you know what I'm saying? But then when you're in that when you're in that mind frame and you're pursuing your own things, it oftentimes becomes something where, well, I don't like where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Or I don't like what's happening to me. I don't like what I'm experiencing. And that's once again, valid, you know? Uh, but I think that that kind of causes like a turmoil, a personal turmoil at times that sometimes I feel is unnecessary. I think it's uh, a lot, I think it's much more freeing and much more worthwhile to be focused extrinsically on people around you, on your community, uh, and whatever that might look like. I mean, I'm not somebody who's going to say that you should neglect yourself to serve other people, you know, mm -hmm. um, but I think that there's a balance to be walked to where, okay, you might not need to be great to start helping other people. If you're exactly. good, if you're content, if you're satisfactory, then you can become great by serving other people, serving your community and so on. So that's oh, my yeah. main thing. That's my One main thing. Definitely. You know, that's that's the, the impetus I live my life on. I believe in serving others. We are not here for the benefit of ourselves. We're here for the benefit of mankind. And you have definitely always been that person from the day I met you. So, Justin, you have uh, you're very good at 
poetry. And not only <laughs> and not only are you a good writer when it comes to poetry, but your delivery of your poetry is amazing. So <laughs> if our audience right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna name off the people who are watching us now live on Facebook. We got we have Holly Kirschman. She says you are an amazing young man, Justin. We have Mr. Policina, Michael Policina, Miss Nanette Sims. We have Donna Higton. She's watching all the way from England. We have wow. Ms. Mr. Rajeski. We have my other baby, Antoine Siebert. We What's have up, Antoine? <laughs> we have uh, Carla Thompson Barnett. We have Miss Lisa Norris. Denisha Williams is another one of my babies. We have Mr. Marbury. He's watching. Mr. Hall. Mr. Hall says, I love this guy. <laughs> have, That's phenomenal. Mr. Shenard is watching. We have my cousin, Carlene Henry Henley. We have my other cousin, Eldris Taylor. So Justin, I want you to show this audience what you're working with. Give us a good poem. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, speaking of love, it just felt right to... Uh, I don't know. Oh, we asked about. Wait, wait, hold on, Justin. Now, do I need to get my Kleenex? Because last week when Gabby <laughs> was on, she sang a song for me and I started crying. So, do I need to get my Kleenex ready? I got it. Mm, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll let you have that just in case, but I promise you, I don't have the singing voice that she has. Okay. That's why I do poetry. <laughs> uh, so, but I don't know. Just speaking of love, it just felt right to kind of pen a poem that uh, really, I mean, not just only has to do with love, but really defines what love is. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, maybe you might recognize this, maybe you might not, but there's a scripture, there's a chapter in the Bible, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, that's like all about love, you know? Um, and so that was really the inspiration for this piece, I think. Um, and so here it goes. I don't know, this is weird because I'm sitting down, but we're still going to deliver it. I got you. You can stand up if you want to. <laughs> Ooh, thank you. All right. Uh, do I have a place to put it? Yeah, let me put it up here. Yes, we, we, want, we want you to be comfortable so we can get the full effect of it. There we go. All right, I got the light behind me, which is kind of weird, but we're gonna make it work, so. Okay. All right. I may say all the right words for you to hear. I may say all the right words that you need. Yet without love, what does it mean? You see, my voice may be angelic and my words may be prophetic. My mind may be full of intellect and my faith realer than synthetic. Yet when you do the arithmetic, you see that it's pathetic, uncopacetic, holistically fetic. It all adds up to nothing without love. What does it really mean? Yeah, I fed the homeless, the poor, the hungry. I've clothed them. I've shook their hand. I've never treated them like they bugged me. Yet if I did it without love, then that profits me nothing. Across time and attitudes, Longitudes and latitudes, love suffers long, yet love remains kind. No jealousy, no crudeness, no boasting, no pride. Love acts not with it only, not acts, love acts not only with itself on its mind. Love has no grudges externally nor inside. I'm thirsty, I apologize. Ooh, that rhymed too. <laughs> okay. Uh, love doesn't celebrate any wrongs, but rejoices in truth divine. It endures, it believes, it hopes, it carries. It never ends, but prophecies and loves will cease. We are incomplete, yet with love we can be. I'm 20, a man I am and a child I am not. Yet I'm 20, I'm young and not old. As a child, I childishly thought, understood, and spoke. But now, as a man, I have higher goals. 
I am who I am, but I'm not who I was, nor am I who I will be, and that's only through God's love. And of the gifts from him between love, hope, and faith, the greatest of these is the first because of the difference that it makes. So yeah, I just wrote that this week, so I apologize. Oh my God! I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it, Justin. I love it. You're going to have to send that to me. Maybe you can, you. you can record. You know what? Maybe you can record yourself and send the recording to me and I can use it as with my commercial ads for the show. Oh, that'd be smooth. I got you. Yes. Wow. Thank you, Justin, so much for being here this week. This is my 11th episode. This was absolutely beautiful. And I'm super proud of you. If you ever need anything, please give me a call, text me, email me. You know, I will drop everything in my hand and come to your rescue. Well, you, you just are... keep doing what you do and then we'll yes. call it even. You are my baby and I am so proud of you. Keep up the good work. Thank you for embracing us with your presence here on Speaking of Love, the podcast. And my podcast is dedicated to spreading love. And that's exactly what you have done today and you continue <laughs> to do every day in your life. So thank you, Justin Wilton. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And thank you to my listening audience for being here today. I thank you all so much for being here. And we will be back here. Our normal day is on Saturday. But because the 4th of July is tomorrow, I decided to do it today. So I will see you all next Saturday here at 12 o'clock noon live on Facebook here. Thank you for watching. Speaking of love. Have a great day, everyone.